0: Welcome, everybody, to Flickr Effect. This is episode 272, and we're recording on Sunday, October 28th, 2018. I'm David Lots. Joining me this episode is Bobby Jackson. What's up? What's up? It's just the two of us.
1: Just the two of us. <laughs> it's been a while. It's it been has. been a long time since it's just been the two of us. It's not
0: often that there's uh, just one-on-one episodes. No. But here we are. Uh. Yeah um, uh, Yeah, I'm thrown off It's just the two of us I'm so used to, uh, you know I don't, I don't even know what to say uh, I'll say real quick um, Spoiler effect, we've talked about that show on here before Just want to remind everybody We have a, a kind of a separate spin-off podcast now Called Spoiler Effect um, In that show We uh, like to attempt to sit down Right after we see a movie To kind of give our immediate reactions To the movie and uh, we talk about spoilers, hence the name, Spoiler Effect. Um, we are three episodes in on that. We just recently recorded one for Bad Times at the El Royale. Hot
1: off the presses, like literally just finished. Yeah,
0: we literally just finished recording it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, make sure to check that out. It has its own podcast feed. Uh, the first couple episodes were in the Flickr Effect feed if you're subscribed. But uh, otherwise, all future episodes it's got its own feed you can find the link over at our website FlickrEffect.com, and uh it's also an apple podcast now as well so just search for Flickr or spoiler effect sorry uh it's two words you should be able to find us anyway with that what's up man um it's almost halloween
1: it is it is it is i i know um I don't know. For me, Halloween isn't as much as it used to be. Obviously, I've gotten older and sort of grown out of it, but there is definitely something about that time and being able to go around and seeing the houses decorated and just that general vibe. And last week on our show, we talked a lot about um, just the different Halloween stuff that was Halloween-themed movies and, and TV shows that were out. And there was something I actually meant to ask, but we were kind of running long and so I didn't want to stretch it any further. But I will ask you, and, and it's a shame I can't ask Michelle and Yasha, but do you have a, either one, a go-to Halloween movie that you like to watch at this time of the year or two, just a favorite Halloween movie of all time, just Halloween themed or scary movie or, or of something of that nature that kind of is along those lines of fitted in with that motif.
0: Hmm. Favorite. I'll have to think about that. I'll start with, you know, we kind of touched on this last episode, like you just said, how we, we talked about different stuff we like to watch. And and I mean, I mean, usually this time of year, and it's funny, as much as I, I kind of, Hinted that I feel like it's now getting over over these days, but I will say every year once once it finally feels like fall in Florida, which this year, man, it came late. Like it's literally like this weekend is like finally the first weekend to fall here. Um, you know, I like watching Hocus Pocus. You know, which has become very very popular now for uh, being a Halloween film, and um, I like watching that. Um, I don't know. There's, Did we finish? Mention- did we mention sorry sorry go ahead
1: did i was just gonna say did we mention that it was back in theaters last weekend i don't think the, so i mean i don't know if we meant i didn't mean that it was back in theaters last weekend but i meant like last weekend did we mention that it, it was right. in theaters
0: i don't know i don't yeah. think we talked about that
1: because so. yeah, I, I was looking at movies this weekend to see and i saw uh, on the app on amc app that it was playing in theaters i was like I didn't realize they had put it back in theaters for, for the season.
0: You know, you saying that I didn't realize that, but that's totally not surprising to me. I mean, it's, it's become so popular now that like I was saying that last episode, I feel like it's going to hit a point of burnout for everyone, you know? Yeah. But uh, just because it is such a thing these past few years, (laughs) like, and to the point that, yeah, now it's in theaters and, you know, uh, yeah, I, I think out in California, you guys have those Spirit Halloween stores. I think they're nationwide, aren't they? They kind of pop-up Halloween yeah, costume yeah. shops. Mm-hmm. And they've got a whole, like, line of Hocus Pocus costumes and pop vinyls that are exclusive to Spirit that you can only buy in there for Hocus Pocus. And, man, it is, it's huge. <laughs> like,
1: well, it's Disney, so, I mean, I guess I could see why they make it a thing.
0: Yeah, they are totally capitalizing on it, like big time um but yeah i like watching that i will say my in the past few years my go-to like halloween night movie has been uh watching rocky horror picture show halloween night i like, okay. watch, I like watching that halloween night um yeah I don't, I don't know there's there's just kind of like some other ha- just horror movies i try to watch i think i mentioned last time bram stoker's dracula i like that one Even mm-hmm. no this year i haven't watched it yet and hmm. and now I've been caught up so much in the haunting of Hill House that I don't know if I will watch it before Halloween now because now I really just want to finish that show. That's a whole another conversation. But
1: well, I mean, I guess since we're kind of headed that road, what when you say you're trying to finish it, do you mean finish it because it's so good and you can't wait to see how it ends, or finish it so you can get on to the next kind of thing? No,
0: because it's so good, and I can't wait to see how it ends. I it. Now I'm all in on that show I will say after watching the first episode Which I think last podcast That's all I had seen was the first episode Yeah Um, I was intrigued But I wasn't like completely sold on it yet I was like huh This is interesting but we'll see And now I'm five episodes in It's a ten episode season Especially after this last episode That literally I just watched Before we started recording tonight (laughs) Um, Wow (laughs) it was uh it felt like a kind of i'm not giving away any spoilers but it felt like kind of like definitely one of those turning point episodes like all right now what's the second half of the season going to be like now like kind of thing you know um the show's very good i i'm pretty impressed with it so i haven't finished it yet but so far i will say i definitely recommend it if anyone is looking for something kind of spooky to watch on and that's not just a movie it's a show it's kind of kind of nice to see something like this that's in an episodic format not just the two-hour movie
1: yeah i'm still where i left off three episodes in i haven't had a chance to come back to it but i will say for for the three that i've seen i'm kind of where you are after the first one when you had when you had saw it is just i'm intrigued um i haven't got completely enveloped in it to where I'm just wanting to hit play on the next one. As soon as the, the, the last one ends, but obviously I'm going to finish it just because I've heard good things about it. And it's not to say that um, I wouldn't have otherwise because I, I am into it. It's just, it's, for now, at least within the three episodes, it's just been more or less a slow burn. Not too yeah. much happening, but certain things happening, you know. So I imagine at some point that starts to ramp up.
0: Yeah, it already feels like it's ramped up a bit. Like again, this last episode I watched, but I mean, it's still five episodes to go. So I'm like, man, huh? How is this, <laughs> this last five episodes going to play out? I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm digging it. But what about you? Do you have like go-to Halloween films that you like to watch or?
1: I don't. And you know, a lot of that ties into my whole thing of not getting Mm, the chance to really rewatch stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, that's usually the the main reason why I don't typically have a a go-to for Halloween. But I will say that if I were to pinpoint a movie that I, I feel as though it's my, my favorite, um, I don't even I hesitate to call it a horror movie but something that fits within that branch that family tree of horror slash uh suspense slash scary slash thriller whatever you want to call it um is poltergeist the first movie uh I I remember seeing it as a kid in the theater and if uh, I've told the story before on, on the um podcast but maybe someone else hasn't heard it but i've never been scared of scary movies i've just always have appreciated what they what they do and the storytelling aspect of it Uh, when i was a young kid i'd say probably like eight or nine i remember going over to a friend's house when i was living in florida and uh he was he had a babysitter a lot of the time and so I'd go over there and the babysitter would like, let us watch all kinds of stuff. And we used to just always watch tons of just, um, scary movies, like, uh, a lot of Stephen King, tons of Stephen King. And it was probably why I had such an affinity for his stuff early on. Cause we'd watch like Christine, we'd watch, um, children of the corn, we'd watch Hakujo, you know, just all that stuff and just everything else mixed in and like the, the Halloween stuff, the uh, Freddy Krueger Nightmare on Elm Street movies, uh, the Friday the 13th movie. So all these are all part of my um, growing experience and never having a fear of them, never having nightmares or any of that stuff, just always just enjoying them for what they were. And uh, Poltergeist was the one movie that I really felt just like in a in a weird sort of way, it felt real and, and, and it was done in such a way and told in such a way that um, it just always stuck with me as being particularly well done and well made to where it's always sort of been that high point. And then it, it, there was a point in time when I remember, Uh, I'm older than my, my sister. She's about six years younger than me. And so there was a point in time when that movie was out and I was watching it and she wasn't allowed to watch it. She was way too young to be watching that movie. And at some point in time, I remember she snuck on, you know how you used to do as a kid. I'm sure tons of people listening have had that experience where the parents are asleep or whatever and you're still awake. And you sneak downstairs or you sneak in the in the living room and you watch HBO because yeah, that's right, where right. all the rated R movies and everything else was on. And so she did that one day and watched uh, Poltergeist and didn't tell anyone she did it. And then I just remember um, hearing from my mom the next morning that my sister had had nightmares because she ended up going downstairs and watching uh, Poltergeist. And so that... At that age, me and my sister had such a contentious relationship, just cats and dogs sort of thing, older brother, younger sister. And I can't tell you the delight and glee I had when I knew that she had had nightmares from watching that movie just because (laughs) (laughs) we didn't get along. And so I was so happy to hear that because I was like i remember telling her i was like that's what you get because you shouldn't have been watching it anyway and so I was just like so happy just to see she kind of get hers for once and um i think that also helped endure the movie to my heart but right. yeah that that's definitely my probably my favorite uh ho- um horror-ish movie i
0: forget when the fir- when i first saw poltergeist but it- I know I didn't see it when I was too young, and I'm. It's probably good I didn't, because that would definitely that was definitely the kind of movie that if I saw as a child, I would have been fucked in terms of trying to sleep. <laughs> like, just that. That's the kind of stuff that really frightened the crap out of me. Um, um, that and like yeah. I think anything to kind of do with like satanic kind of devil demon kind of stuff, you know. But <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, ghosts and. that 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 kind of yeah that would have messed me up if i had seen it when i was too young i think my for some reason the the first movie i can i'm trying to like reach back into the memory banks of like what was the first horror film i really saw and i want to say it was nightmare on elm street
1: Hmm,
0: And and i think i remember like i don't know how old i was i was when i saw it but I feel like I saw it. And then I remember being, I think proud of myself that I was still able to sleep that night. and I didn't have any nightmares. <laughs> and I remember waking up the next day going, man, I did it. Like I saw a scary movie and I slept just fine. I was good. Like, yeah.
1: And ironically, that's the kind of movie where it's all about going it's to sleep kind of and remembers. having nightmares. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so you would think that that would be the one that, that would you would have the worst nightmares.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, I feel like I'm forgetting some movies like, I like to watch around Halloween and they're not coming to mind. I mean, I like to watch Nightmare Before Christmas, another family film, but a mm-hmm. um, lo- So, now is I, that, I that considered
1: film, but... a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? I've never quite understood where that one sort of falls for people.
0: I mean, you've seen it, obviously, right? No. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, okay, uh, I don't think there's any debate there. That's a Halloween movie. I mean, okay. yes, the the movie involves you know Halloween Town and mainly Jack Skellington who leads Halloween Town. Uh, he, it, the movie's about him like taking over Christmas for a year because he discovers that there's other holidays and he is you know in. Completely like interested in Christmas once he sees it and decides he wants to do Christmas and so yeah, obviously it involves Christmas, but everything about it is just the overall aesthetic of the film is just very Halloween. It is Halloween. Mm. That's a Halloween movie. Okay. So you know, I obviously this is not the first time you know you've heard that debate or you know it's not like you saying that is like oh people people debate this like you know I hear it all the time right, like right. is like Christmas or Halloween but I'm like come on
1: sort of like the diehard argument.
0: Yeah, yeah, that one (laughs) But no, (laughs) Nightmare Before Christmas Is definitely a Halloween movie I mean, not to say I wouldn't watch it around Christmas But just because I'd probably watch it year-round not really care Mm. Man, I haven't seen Nightmare Before Christmas Jeez.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's another one on the list That that just hasn't happened I mean, I think I've seen parts of it But I've just never seen the whole movie From start to finish
0: You've You've seen Rocky Horror Picture Show, right?
1: same thing parts never from no start to finish
0: shit wow
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I'm flying out there and we're gonna have a talk no uh man
1: yeah
0: wow, and parts.
1: yeah those those holes they persist I slowly try and plug away at them but you know it, it's a work in progress
0: I will say with that one um My recommendation for anyone who's never seen Rocky Horror Picture Show, because obviously these days it's all you hear about is the the theater experience of seeing it in a movie theater, you know, a midnight showing and people kind of, you know, doing the whole like saying things during the movie and throwing things and shit, which is great. Mm -hmm. Like, I highly recommend that. But for me, if you've never seen the movie at all, I definitely fall in the camp of you should see the movie first, like at home or something. (laughs) Like see the movie without the audience audience experience first and actually see it and then do the audience experience. Cause to me, like going and having the audience audience experience, having not even seen the movie before, I don't even know how you would, that, that doesn't make sense to me. But.
1: Hmm. It's kind of like, um, I guess for current day and age, how a lot of people felt about the room where they have those uh, viewings of mm-hmm. the room and, right. um, people would be interactive with the movie and it sort of taken a life of its own at some point. But uh, for people before the movie um, really sort of hit its prominence last year with uh, the, oh, I can't even disaster think of his name all of a sudden, James Franco version of yeah. the movie. I can't remember.
0: It was but, the Disaster uh, Artist, right?
1: Yes, Disaster Artist. Before it kind of hit its peak at that point in terms of uh, awareness for people. I think a lot of people would say, oh, instead of going to one of those fan film uh, showings, you should watch it on your own first, just to sort of really get a feel for uh, why the movie's bad. Because if you f- kind of go into the, the audience experience, it heightens it in a way that you're not sort of being able to, you're not seeing it through a clear filter, it's, it's being brought in through other experience of this sort of lively event as opposed to just kind of really experiencing it on your own.
0: Right. I mean, cause yeah, with, with Rocky horror, it's like if you haven't seen it and you don't know these songs and everything, and then everyone is like yelling their kind of reactions to it when the first time you're watching it, I feel like you, it wouldn't quite be as funny or make makes sense. Like
1: mm-hmm. you,
0: you don't know what they're almost reacting to yet. You haven't seen the movie before. So Yeah. Plus, I just like the movie. I mean, I love the audience experience. It's amazing. It's it's, As long as you you have a good, fun audience to see it with, it's great. But I also just like watching the film. Like I said, I like watching a Halloween night now, usually.
1: I've only been a part of that kind of experience with two things. And ironically, they're by the same person. And uh, that's when I've gone to Comic-Con and they have the audience viewing of – Doctor Horrible, right? And also when they'll do the uh, Buffy episode once more with feeling, and both of those are interactive with the with the audience right, and right. Uh, certain things that will happen. They'll they ha- they'll give you like this sheet of paper and it'll tell you kind of prompt you to do certain things or here's where you say this or whatever. And it's 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 pretty fun, especially once people are all all in on it.
0: Yeah, I've never done the Doctor Horrible thing. I've always wanted to.
1: Oh, it's fun. They did that at
0: Dragon Con, I think, every year, too, and I've never been.
1: Oh, okay. So, did you get a chance to see anything else besides Haunting of Hill House?
0: No, just Bad Times at El Royale. Uh, We just, like I said, recorded a spoiler effect for that. And, um, yeah, without talking spoilers, I will say I really enjoyed it. Um, um, You had talked about it a couple episodes back. And I yep. uh, mentioned that you really liked it. And yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I thought it was excellent. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's hard not to watch it and kind of compare it to like a Tarantino film. It definitely has that f- feel about it, the way the story's told. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's the kind of movie, though, that needs to be compared too much to, oh, is it as good as Tarantino? It's. I think Drew Goddard kind stand of on, stands on his own. And I'm definitely curious to see him make more movies past this and see what he does. Cause I like what I've seen so far for sure with cabin in the woods and, and bad times. I, I, I really like the movie.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. I right there with you. Yeah. And, uh, I actually did get to see some stuff week this weekend. And that was another one of the movies that I, I fit into my weekend, but, um, also something twice. Yeah, yeah. that's such a rarity for me. If it's not a comic book movie, I generally don't see it more than once, which isn't uh, any kind of statement on the movie that I've seen. It's just, uh, you know, trying to see as much stuff as people recommend out there or that's being talked about and me sort of my... I don't know that it's OCD, but it's definitely something for me to feel like I'm part of that conversation. In fact, I think someone coined a phrase for what that is. When you feel like you're not, you're being left out of the conversation of stuff. I would have to look it up, but there's someone has coined a phrase for what that, what that feeling is when you're kind of have a fear of being left out of the conversation of, of new shows or shows that everyone's talking about. Right, But, um, yeah. So I, uh, I got to watch some stuff on Netflix and Netflix is all at once amazing. And then terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> because, <laughs> I say that because they have got to have the worst marketing team in the history of marketing because they don't because market anything. No, they get so much content, but you would never know it's there unless someone tells you it's there or you hear about it because it used to be, it was pretty sparse and you could kind of see it show up in in the menu, but now there's so much, you don't even know it and it doesn't, and I I would just want an option to, and maybe it's there, but it's again, because of the interface, it's not so... um, prevalent that i know that it's that it's there but i need to see something that just shows me see all (laughs) and just shows me everything from a to c because (laughs) i feel like it's curating to me in a way that it thinks it knows everything that i want to see but there may be some things it's missing that i would probably check out but i just it's not it's not curating it for me so i just want to be able to see everything and then just sort of take an hour or however long it takes to just scroll through all of it and see you know everything and add it to my list because otherwise it'll get lost in the shuffle if i don't add it to my list i'll, I'll forget about it and, and forget and it gets lost in that sea of stuff but the other coin on that or the other side of that coin is that you know they're amazing because they have so much stuff to watch that's legitimately good and and whether it's tv series or these movies that have come out and uh one in fact movie that i got a chance to see was this movie called the night comes for us have you heard of it Hmm.
0: no i don't know if i've heard of that
1: okay so let me see if i can get this right i'm sort of i'm looking at the imdb and the director's name is timo Jajanto. and he wrote and directed this movie and it stars Iko Uwais, who was in The Raid and Raid 2, and Joe Tas- Taslam, who I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he was also in The Raid 2. And um, the story is about, it, Joe Taslam plays the main character in which he's uh, he works for this gang as an enforcer and he comes upon this village where they've just sort of wiped out everyone and there's a, a young girl there, and in that moment, he he he's supposed to kill her, but decides not to. And by not killing her, um, it effectively turns the tri- the triad gang against him. And now they're on the hunt for him and this girl. And Eco plays um, someone who wants to be uh, a big shot in this in this triad gang. So his job is to hunt down uh, Joe's character, Ito, in this film and find, the, find him and the girl and, and take him out. And that's essentially the premise, but none of that matters. There literally is a story, just a move from scene to scene, of all the violence and brutality that's in this movie. And when I say violence and brutality... I've seen a lot of sort of Kung Fu movies and, and action movies in my day. I don't know that I've ever seen anything this brutal really? and violent. It, it's, it's, it's okay. <clears throat> Let's say the best way I could put this is, um, um, mm, all of a sudden I'm, 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 I'm blinking on his name, but the same guy who made, um, The hostile movies.
0: Oh, Eli Roth.
1: Yes, if Eli Roth made a kung fu movie, (laughs) I think this is what it would be. It it is brutal. There's like, it doesn't. For one, okay, so a a lot of the actors, or pretty much all the actors in this, uh, I think, are Indonesian, or and they have their their fighting style. And if you've seen the Raid and the Raid Two. You know the actors are also the the stunt people, so they don't have to say cut and have someone else in there and and, and shoot the scene from a different way. You see all the action taking place. So you couple that with the fact that um, the action becomes brutal, where there's people's body parts being flayed open and just 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 visceral just people getting cut up and 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 bones being smashed and and protruding from the body there's just so much of it and it's like it's almost relentless in terms of once the action starts there's just very few moments to sort of catch your breath but it's all done in the service of just this brutal action film and i loved it <laughs> i mean it sounds like it's a nightmare for some people i know yasha would not be able to watch this because he doesn't go for uh, gory type things right. and this movie definitely has its fair share of gore so um yeah he would not be able to watch it but i absolutely loved it and if you're into that type of movie and it's subtitled so just be prepared for that as well but um there is a, a, a certain amount of um a certain amount of English in it as well, because some of the actors do speak English, and so you get that as well. But if you if you're into that type of action or movie at all, you absolutely have to watch that, and it's on Netflix. So I mean, I would absolutely recommend someone checking that one out. Uh, it, it, the Raid movies take that and then just up it a notch in terms of the the, the brutal violence, and and that's what you have in this movie. So uh, definitely check it out.
0: Nice. Nope, I had not heard of that.
1: Yeah, just even if you have a chance, just watch the little trailer that they show on Netflix when you hover over a movie just to okay. kind of get a sense of it.
0: All okay. right, I'll do
1: that. Um, The other movie I watched, another Netflix movie that I'd been hearing about for maybe about a month, and I've been meaning to watch it, just had ne- never had a chance, and it's called Hold the Dark. Have you heard of this one?
0: I have not heard of that either.
1: Yeah. See, there's that marketing just at work, <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> um, so this one is directed by uh, Jeremy Saulnier. And I, I, I'm pretty sure you've heard the name. If you haven't heard the name, you definitely know the movie that he did. That was one of my favorite in the year that it came out, which was a green room. Oh, okay. And He's, he's also done a few other things, but that's mainly what he's been known for at this point. But, um, also who's starring in the movie, you've got, uh, Jeffrey Wright and Alexander uh, Skarsgård nice. and the movie is about this, um, basically like this, uh, this wife, she, she lives out in, I want to say it's Alaska and, and, sort of in the wilderness and there's a um i'm trying to think sorry uh, of some of the plot line the her son gets taken by a wolf and she reaches out to jeffrey wright's character who had wrote a book about a time that he kind of had been um in the situation where he had to kill a wolf. So she asked him to hunt down this wolf and, and kill him. And uh, Alexander Skarsgård is th- her husband and he's in deployment. He's away overseas fighting. And uh, he ends up having to come back because he gets injured. And so beyond that, there's this whole mystery that happens uh, shortly after Jeffrey Wright's character kind of goes off hunting for this wolf and it's intriguing just because of this this whole story that's being played out in terms of um, all the different things and elements that are going into it and it's it's wonderfully shot. It, it just really shows a level of what the cold and wilderness is like and 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 just the story in and of itself I, I thought was pretty compelling. And it reminded me of, um, so you know how much I I like the movies that came out with, um, I forget the actor's name, but I I think it's Taylor Sheridan, and he had like the the three different sort of movies that were not necessarily connected, but they all kind of had that similar sort of vibe about them. The one that was um, most recent, which is actually, I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but it was the one with uh, Jeremy Renner, and um, I want to say it was called um, uh, Wild Wild something, Wild River, or Wind River. Oh, Wind, Wind
0: River. River. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you so like he that a did,
1: lot. Yeah, I love that one. And so there was Wind River he did, and then he did Hell or High Water, and right. I love that one as well. And there was like a third one, but I, it's, it's escaping my memory at the moment. But it has that kind of vibe uh, of those type of movies. And so, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I think, uh, it was one that I would just been hearing about and I was like, okay, let me, let me check it out. And it, it delivered. I, I, Jeffrey Wright's always been a great actor and people, I'm sure if you watch, um, Westworld, you're familiar with Jeffrey Wright. Oh, yeah. So he's, 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 um, plays a central character in this. And I just, it's just amazing to me that this is a movie that people haven't been talking about more, but yeah, it's, it's absolutely something that I think you should be checking out if you, you know, are at home watching Netflix and and looking for something good.
0: So basically what we should be doing, and I'm sure there's other podcasts that are already doing this, but we should just basically just start watching Netflix and telling people, okay, this is what you should be watching on Netflix.
1: Uh, seriously, I, I I don't know. I mean, you might be right. There may be other podcasts out there doing it, but I haven't really seen them, or, or I've been trying to look for some. Oh, yeah. I just literally, what's that?
0: I said, oh, you have. You've looked.
1: I've kind of looked. I mean, I. It's been a little while since I've looked, but I remember at one point in time trying to find something that sat down and week to week reviewed uh, just Netflix stuff, and I don't know that I've seen it, but. Yeah, maybe I'll I'll do another look for that just because hmm. there's so much and maybe, uh, maybe th- see if- it's so convenient because you're at home a lot of times and you can have the opportunity to watch it as opposed to having to go out to the movie theater. We
0: have a format change coming, Netflix. Because <laughs> seriously, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right. I I don't watch nearly the amount that you watch on Netflix, but I use Netflix for other for things that I do watch. And every time I go in there, I'll I will see things as you scroll through that I'm like, what in the fuck is this? I'm like. I've never heard of this. And you're right. It, it They almost have zero marketing. I mean, there's been some exceptions. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. I remember when Glow came out that mm. I actually saw billboards here in Orlando for Glow. And I was like, huh, okay. So for whatever reason, they're pushing this show, like marketing-wise, you know. But yeah. um, there's been tons of stuff that I'm like they don't and then it leaves me of course thinking well is there a reason they're not is it not very good like you know like you would think like if this stuff is all really excellent they would be kind of pushing a little more and I will say with haunting the haunting of hill house that's a show that I think I saw some buzz about it on social media and some other news outlets more than I've seen for other Netflix stuff so that kind of caught my attention I was like huh it's a you know Kind of a haunting kind of theme thing around Halloween, and I'm hearing some good buzz, so maybe I will check this out before I check out other things on Netflix. But um, and I even have heard, I think, some radio commercials for haunting of the house, of haunting of Hill House. But uh,
1: see, and and that's the thing. Okay, I haven't heard that, but if you think about it, Netflix has so much money. Why are they not advertising haunting of Hill House during? the world series or um, playing it as a bumper in front of like the, the movies that you go see in the theater or something, you know, yeah, it's like, I, don't know. I, I really don't understand how they're not pushing their, their stuff more.
0: It's like, they're like, they just may be hoping for word water mouth, like, and, I guess. and that works for them. And, and it still blows my mind. Like, We don't know their their financial numbers, I guess, but like, Mm -hmm. I mean, when we see the amount of stuff they're pumping out and the quality of it, I'm like, yeah, how are they doing this? And they're not even marketing any of it, really. They just make it and they throw it on there and and hope for the best. Like, it's great. I'm not I'm not complaining in a way, especially the quality of most of the stuff. It's fantastic. Like the Marvel shows have been, I I love like. And then this show that I've been watching now, The Haunting of Hell House, I'm like, man, this this is great. And I was just thinking about it. The last episode I was watching, halfway through it, it crossed my mind. I'm like, we have seen some stuff like this, like American Horror Story on broadcast TV, cable TV anyway. And, but for the most part, still nothing quite like this. Like, I don't, I mean, other than, you know, HBO and some of the, the paid channels, like, the stuff we're getting on Netflix, like that show is just, it's unique and you're not getting that anywhere else really.
1: No. And, and that's, I think part of the, the thing as well, where it, to me, it's, it's kind of like if Netflix were to take some of this material and, and we, we get the sense that obviously their ratings, they know it. And and that's why they cancel certain things over other things, but I had been hearing and I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast or talked about it offline or what, but I had been hearing about the idea that Netflix may eventually go to releasing shows um, instead of it all dropping at once, that you would get it on a weekly basis. Right. Be- because of the idea that um, it's on and gone. It's There's this buzz for this time that it's out for that weekend, maybe two weekends, and then it just sort of disappears from the conversation. Right. But if they were able to release it on a weekly basis, it keeps that conversation going and then it can roll right into the next day and so on and so forth. So I feel like I could see that being a, a, a great possibility for them just based on the fact that they do seem to rely so heavily on word of mouth that you know, for them, it, it may be more beneficial for them to have that weekly conversation as opposed to, uh, it all being done in the weekend that it drops.
0: Yeah. Though I feel like that would be an interesting move. If they did. Cause I mean, I forget his name, the head of Netflix, I feel Ted
1: like Ted I think,
0: yeah, I feel like there's been a few times where he's come to the defense of the concept of dropping everything at once and binge watching. And, and I feel like that's been like this kind of stance Netflix has always taken, like, no, we are going to continue to always just drop whole seasons. Like, yeah. even though everyone else is like, ah, hey, binge watching is not great. You shouldn't do it. It kind of kills the experience, but they've always taken this point of view of like, no, we don't care. This people like this and we're going to do it. And for yeah. them to then change and go, yeah, we're going to start doing what, cause Hulu does that. And Am- yeah. Amazon prime, I believe for the most part releases stuff they don't drop everything at once do they
1: like, no i don't think yeah because uh, i think like i'm thinking of mrs mazel i don't think that all dropped at one time i could no, be wrong
0: i don't think they I do i think so. they they think they release like week by week i think but i don't really yeah. i don't watch any shows on amazon prime so i, I wouldn't be the one to ask but right um yeah, I don't know it would be interesting if they made that move to finally just do that but
1: yeah well I'm um, we'll see There's a lot we'll of stuff
0: on Netflix <laughs> like yeah. there's no doubt like I could easily just kill my what do I direct TV now subscription and Hulu and Amazon I mean I, you know Amazon if if only I, if all I ever did with Amazon was watch stuff on the streaming service get rid of that and just purely watch mm-hmm. Netflix and I would stop wait more than I need to watch
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And I I get to be right there with you. And that's coming from someone who sees most everything. And there's still, I could probably be okay for quite some time if I just had Netflix, but there's times um, where
0: I'll see, I saw an ad on Netflix the other day for something I hadn't heard of. And I remember being kind of, I'm watching the this trailer and thinking this looks pretty good and i was relieved when i saw it was a movie because i was like you know what because if this is a show i'm no i'll never get to it like mm. 10 hours right off the bat of like how oh, am i gonna have time to consume 10 hours and then i saw it was just a movie oh two hour movie maybe i will watch it it was a chris pine film um
1: yeah that movie that's coming out next month
0: yeah I've, i'm blanking on the name He's right
1: like it kind of sort of looks like Brave. Matter of fact, it is Braveheart, actually. Uh, I was going to say it kind of looks like Braveheart, but it is Braveheart. Outlaw King. It's, uh, it's the story of the guy who portrays uh, William Wallace, who was like, uh, you know, he tries to get him to help fight, and then he, he and his father gets into his ear, and he kind of uh, turns on him. Okay. I forget that character's name, but it is that character. In his story, I believe.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, this the movie's called Outlaw King and Yeah, I just saw the trailer, I think, for the first time for that yesterday or the day before, and I was like, Oh, this looks pretty good. I would watch this. But I was like, Man, if it's a show, yeah, am I really gonna get to it? <laughs> do <Don't laughs> I right. really have yeah. time for this? But a movie, okay. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. I would sit down one night and decide, okay, I'm gonna watch this movie if I heard good things about it and it
1: was... But now do you think you would get to it had it been a weekly series? Maybe see so that kind of helps make the case for a reason why netflix might want to just go no, to I'm, that model
0: i'm definitely not against that idea of making it a weekly no. series like because of that reason there's times where it's like you know when i know man it's already i gotta watch 10 hours or 13 hours or something and i and i have it's all dumb. these other things i want to watch do i want to jump into this and but when it when they spread it out and I have no choice, then maybe, okay, yeah, maybe I could play catch up. And then, then I feel like I'm a part of the conversation every week when it comes out, you know, like Game of Thrones. Like I love that yeah. Game of Thrones doesn't drop like all oh, at once. Absolutely. And, and you know, every week we can get all like at work, oh my God, did you see the episode and blah, blah, blah.
1: Mm-hmm. Water cooler.
0: Water cooler, exactly. Like, I, I would hate if we didn't have that and they just dropped it all together and then everyone had to like try to keep their mouth shut and yeah, yeah, screw that.
1: Yeah, and it, and it makes me a bit, a bit curious to see what Disney will do when they have their streaming service if they'll mm, follow true. the weekly release model or if they'll drop it all at once. True. I, know I about suspect that. that they'll do a week to week thing. You think so? I think think they will. Yeah, I say that because, one, I think that they, one, won't have that much material in the beginning anyway. So they'll probably want to stretch what they have. But also just because I think the nature of a lot of the stuff that they will initially have, could be seen as potential water cooler material like a game of thrones type of show Mm -hmm. when you drop something like the mandalorian it may benefit from that conversation happening week to week as opposed to just dropping it all at once so Mm -hmm. i I suspect they'll go to a a, a weekly release for their stuff
0: i think so too i I would i'd sure bet that's what they'll do
1: (laughs) and if i was them not that i'm getting paid for this or anything uh, on their payroll but i would do the opposite in which um netflix does and granted netflix is at the point that they're pumping out so much i don't know that they could do this at this point anyway but disney would be in a position to like let's say when that lady in the trap movie comes out the live action version on the streaming service that could be their one premiere movie for the month. And then they can get behind marketing that movie in different places because it's a lot easier because they're not having 10 movies that just premiered (laughs) in that same month, you know, week to week to week or whatever, two per week or whatever the case may be. And so it's a little bit easier, but I, I definitely think that that's sort of a, a promising aspect for their service is that you will be able to know what's there and, and find it and, and know exactly um, what's coming. Right. Um, but, well, I did mention that I ventured out into the theaters and was able to watch stuff as well. So one other movie or well, Another movie that I had a chance to see uh, was mid-90s. Oh. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. So that New, is uh, the one that Hill. was written and directed by Jonah Hill. Yeah, right. that's right. Exactly. And it's the story of this young kid who's uh, 13 in the movie, it's played by uh, actor named Sonny Soldchik And I don't think I've seen him in anything else. But um, he and his older brother, brother, who's played by Lucas Hedges, are with their single mom, and, and, and this kid, who in the movie, his name is Stevie, Stevie's kind of feeling a bit secluded, and he's the younger brother, so his older brother beats up on him, and he feels like he really has no place, he has no friends, until one day he kind of runs across this group of kids that are into skateboarding and into that culture and um he kind of takes a liking to them and ends up falling into that crowd and it, it has that mix and feeling of that movie kids from back in the day where it's you know, it's literally shining a light on what it's like to be a kid except for in this in this particular movie it takes it from the the 90s it's in the title of the movie it's it's sort of that era of music, that era of clothing and style and everything. And the soundtrack reflects that as well. And I really enjoyed the, the movie a, a whole lot. And I thought for Jonah's first directorial debut, and it's incredible that we've getting all these first time director slash actors in this year and them all doing such a phenomenal job with the, with the work that they've done as, as directors. Um, and this is no exception. I, I thought he really did a good job of tapping into what this was. I don't know, I haven't seen enough side interviews to know if he based this off of his own life loosely or, or if it's something that of someone else that he knows, but it just feels very authentic in the way that it's one shot and two just told. And it never really feels completely like it's a movie it almost just feels like you're just there and you're you're this slice of life, day in the life kind of thing where um, things just, just are happening in an organic fashion and it's not like it's a movie like this is setting up for this thing to happen and this is going for this thing to happen. It's just like these things are just happening naturally because they're going day to day and doing just – Kid stuff or young young adult stuff, and and I just thought the performances all around were just real and authentic. So much so that I don't know that because I, other than the actors I name and and, and the mom is played by Katherine Waterston, other than them I don't know or recognize any of the other actors that were in it. The young kids that were the other skaters, and I, I get the feeling that they may not have been actual actors and and were real life skateboarders possibly and doing this as acting right but they did a good job and 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 their performances feel real and authentic to like i said it just really feels like you're kind of a part of it and it's not really almost documentary style but without it being an actual documentary and it it just i just thought it was a a really good movie and i I enjoyed it from from start to finish
0: nice now i've been wanting to see it it's it looks pretty pretty excellent but nope i haven't seen that one
1: yeah i mean it just i think went wide this week i I think it opened limited last week and so obviously it'll it'll be around for a little while hopefully i think uh people want to kind of try and give this one a try and it's it's i it feels like one of those movies that it could easily slip under the radar just because of the nature of it and i Other than when I kept seeing the preview for it in front of other movies that I was seeing, I haven't seen too much uh, commercials or marketing outside of that. So I don't know how long it'll stay, but I I would suggest it to people. I I thought it was pretty good. Nice. And the other movie I saw this weekend, um, I didn't know if I was going to see this movie just because the trailer really didn't do much for me i really didn't feel like it was anything special and that movie is hunter killer had you seen any of this preview
0: hunter killer i see this as i they, they, they it did such like, a horrible Supri- you would think
1: <laughs> that the people that work for netflix marketed this movie because <laughs> it, it, it's i
0: Oh, not seen that's... any
1: commercials for this movie and most people don't know what it is but the if gerard you've been to the movies butler recently film. you may have saw the preview uh
0: what were you saying? it's a gerard butler film right um, yeah
1: mm-hmm. and that's I the thing the is this? Gerard... what
0: I'm, I'm thinking i'm like <laughs> oh, i'm like have i seen the trailer for this i don't remember i thought i had and i thought it looked terrible but then i'm like oh yeah yeah, I, don't, I think it, I think I did. Maybe I did see the trailer, and I was like, "Oh God, Gerard Butler! What has he done with his career? This poor guy." Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> the trailer is horrible, um, and, and it's got not only Gerard Butler in it, but Gary Oldman's in it, and, and Common is in it as well. Okay. And it's just okay. So the 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 basic premise of the movie is that uh, Gerard Butler is kind of this uh, off the grid captain and he gets called to uh be captain of this of this sub that the has to go into russian waters because a coup has happened in russia and some militant uh de- secretary of defense for russia has essentially staged this coup and overthrown the president of russia and it's the their job along with a, a A strike team to kind of go in and rescue the russian president in order to prevent world war three essentially and the premise sounds like it's something straight out of the 90s in fact there's an aspect of it that if you were to take something like the hunt for red october and take a spoonful of under siege and and put it in and mix it up that's kind of what the movie is. Okay, but I actually really liked the movie, <laughs> and I was so, I had so a feeling
0: so, you were gonna say this.
1: <laughs> I was I was stunned. I I didn't expect that it would. I I thought it's so weird because based on the previews and based on what this movie is, it seems like. This is something that I would be sitting at home watching on Netflix, and the other two movies I mentioned watching on Netflix was something I could see myself going to the movie theater and watching. Right. It. So it's this very weird uh, position that I find that these movies are in. But I say that, and yet I still thoroughly enjoyed the movie, and I think it was because it did a lot in in the sense of having that old '90s throwback feel feel of a movie, but without the level of cheesiness and campiness and um, over-the-top unbelievability that those movies tend to have in the 90s, it, it, it has a lot of those sensibilities of, uh, of that feeling, but it does it in a way that it's, it's really respectful and, 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 and not trying to do too much in terms of you watching this and starting to roll your eyes it all feels um i mean there's there's definitely some level of storytelling there but not in a way that it it, it leaves you kind of just shaking your head it's all done in in service of telling this sort of suspenseful thriller and and i say thriller it's not necessarily a thriller but it, it has that sort of level to it and um i mean the performances were were solid. There was nothing that you're gonna say, oh, this you should be getting an uh, an award for this kind of thing, but it just was all sort of overall this very solid movie, and in a way that I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to going into it, and especially based off of the trailer, it just ended up being something that was surprising as a lack of a better word it just really surprised the hell out of me that uh it was enjoyable as it was Hmm.
0: yeah i still don't know i still don't know if i'd bother seeing it but because it looked really bad
1: (laughs) oh yeah i'm trust me i'm right there with you i thought the trailer was shot horribly even the end of the trailer the way it ends it ends on this such an anticlimactic note in the trailer and then the words just hunter killer comes up even the title is just so yeah, the t- sounds the title so generic
0: just, yeah
1: exactly but it actually refers to a type of sub from what i can understand a, a class level of sub oh, okay hunter uh, killer and but yeah, other than not knowing when you don't know that, and you're just listening to the name of it, it doesn't sound like anything good. And I think it was based off of a, a book, so I think that's probably also why it ended up being um, better than I thought it was going to be, because it wasn't just something someone sort of came up with naturally. It was based off of some other material. So yeah, I I, I really did enjoy it.
0: Nice. Any, anything else you saw in the theater or at all? Or?
1: Well, that and then we talked about Bad Times, bad times. with El Royale. Yeah. That was the other thing I saw. But yeah, that was it.
0: I'm dying to see. And I guess it's because it, it's in super limited release right now. It's in like two screens. But it goes wide in, I think, a week. And that's Suspiria. I'm, mm. I'm really interested to see that. Now, I was unsure about that after I remember seeing the very first trailer. But I don't know. Based on things, I think we've heard about it since... I'm like, all right, I have to see this movie.
1: I feel like that's this year's mother. Like yeah. people are either going to hate it or love it.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely, and- I mean, again, based purely off that first trailer and even the second trailer, I feel like the second trailer makes it look a little more, uh, what's the word kind of, man, I'm, 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 I'm blanking on what's the word. Cause the first trailer just made it look so kind of just esoteric, just kind of. Mm. artsy for artsy's sake almost you know mm-hmm. but the the second trailer made it look a little more conventional I guess um, mm. a little more <laughs> but <laughs> I could still see that it's going to be yeah like you're saying the kind of movie that people are like oh god this is terrible but I also feel like I, those people wouldn't even bother seeing it like it just because of the right. way it looks
1: yeah yeah I can picture that and Have you seen the original movie?
0: No, I've never seen the original.
1: Me either. But I, again, it seems like one of those movies, the original one, was one that either you seem to love or hate. And Mm -hmm. there's people when they seem to love it, they really love it and, Mm -hmm. and really seem to hold it to a high standard. So it's... It's it me it leaves me in a position of feeling do I want to try and watch the original before watching this or do I just want to just go ahead and try and watch this one
0: right. Um, Yeah I don't know I think I just want to see this one kind of just enjoy this experience and then maybe go and revisit the original or something if I like it I don't know that's kind of where I am. Um, there
1: was there was one movie um, that i was started watching, I didn't get a chance to finish it. And it was on Netflix, and it was uh, The Apostle, which is the one I, I mentioned, I think, last week, with uh, yeah. directed by Gareth Evans, who did The the Raid and Raid 2, right. and stars Dan Stevens. But I didn't get a chance to finish watching that, so I'll probably talk about that yeah. next week.
0: And yeah, we're pretty much out of time, but I was going to say real quick, kind of off topic, but um, I, I didn't really watch... Uh, last season, I think Big Bang Theory, like at all. And that's a show I really have always enjoyed. I've I've watched pretty much all of it, but the last season or two, I just kind of dropped off. I haven't really watched it anymore. And then we know that this season's the last season. So uh, the other day I'm like, okay, maybe I, I still really kind of want to watch this last season. So I watched the first episode of the season. I think they're like five or six episodes in now. Something like that, yeah. And I watched the first episode and I'm like, yeah, this show is—it's not the same. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't—I don't know. I—I I get that that first episode kind of feels like the second half of like a, a more of an event mm-hmm. episode, you know. But, but still, I don't know. I mean, I might just keep watching it because I'm still just kind of curious to watch the final season and you know see what they do to wrap up the entire series. But I think it's good that they're wrapping it up. If anything, I feel like now yeah, I feel like it's overstated. It's welcome slightly. Have you have you been watching it lately?
1: Yeah, in fact, I think I don't know if we had talked about it on air or off, but I there's a few seasons that I hadn't watched, and ironically, <laughs> the, the, the seasons that I didn't watch were the the seasons when Kaylee Cuoco had the short haircut. Oh yeah, uh, I don't know that I specifically did it that way on purpose, but I just remember falling off and then jumping back <laughs> when she had longer hair. She got her hair back. The weirdest sort of coincidence in the way that it happened. I didn't plan it that way necessarily, but it just sort of happened that way. But um, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. And I think the reason why I watch it still is one, because I, I do enjoy the characters and yeah, I kind of want to see where the whole thing just ends on a series finale. And it, it is, I will say it is the type of show where if you watch the first two or three seasons, you wouldn't have to have had to watch any of the other seasons and could just watch the series finale and probably be just fine. But at the same time, (laughs) it's kind of one of those things where I watch it and every episode, I at least laugh out loud once. And, and that's good enough. I mean, I think for me, for a series that's been on as long as it's been on, and not every joke is going to land or be a home run. But if I, if you can get me to laugh at least once, then I, you know, and for this show I'm I'm kinda I'm kinda cool with that at this point. And in fact I would say last week's episode, their sort of Halloween themed episode right. where they're dressed up. Yeah. You should check that one out. I, I think um one of the people who don't get enough credit in terms of how good of an actor he is and how much of a um, person that really gets some of the lion's share i think in my pers- in my opinion who gets some of the lion's share of the good jokes is uh the character of howard uh, played by simon helbert yeah and he last week's episode uh, in the beginning uh, part of it his halloween costume was sheldon and he dresses up kind of like sheldon and he does such an incredible job of doing jim parson's playing the character of Sheldon that it, I just, I had to keep rewinding it just because he had the little affectations that Jim Parsons does as Sheldon, just like right. everything. And I, it was just so good. And so I would say, yeah, if you haven't watched all of them, if you just at least watch that one, just for that, it's, it's, it's pretty funny.
0: No, I'll probably keep watching them because that's the thing. It's the kind of show that's nice. They're 30 minutes or if you yeah. if you're watching it without ads, it's even less. And, um, you know you want to sit down and even kind of do something else while you're watching it you can still it's the kind Mm -hmm. of show you don't have to totally pay attention to so yeah yeah, i'll I'll probably still try to watch the rest of the season but yeah i will say i watched that one episode you're talking about like at least laughing once and i was like i think i did laugh once or twice but yeah for the most part all the jokes i'm like these just aren't landing for me anymore like Mm -hmm. and i think just because the show has evolved as much as it has and i get that but it's like I love those first few seasons when it was really just the core group and, and you've got Penny across the hall and they're just kind of doing their thing and obviously the show has evolved and now you know a couple you know they're, they're married and they have all these serious relationships and it's just I don't know it feels like the show went down a road as I guess it naturally did where it was just like yeah mm-hmm. I get why it did this but it's just it's not the same anymore I'm like eh.
1: yeah no it's not but I I do still enjoy it, right. uh, even in its even though it's long in the tooth. And I completely agree that I'm glad it's wrapping up as this as of this season, just because it's a show that no matter how much more sort of um, down that road it would have gotten in terms of how it could just keep devolving and not being funny, I would have found myself sticking with it just because. I just w- sort of wanted to see it all kind of go until it ends. And so knowing that they're wrapping up with this season, I'm like, that's for me, uh, a thumbs up just because it's like, it, uh, they've had a good run and, and now it's time to end it.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, with that, uh, it is time to wrap things up for us. Um, as always, we'd love to hear back uh, from everyone listening. Um, you can email us at feedback at flicker Uh, you can find us on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter. You can find links to those accounts on our website. Uh, just look over the right hand side. Uh, I'm David Lott.
1: I'm Bobby Jackson.
0: Thanks for listening.